healthier, better. I haven't seen you in forever. Too um, long. Too long, too long. So uh, today we're going to go over a couple of things. I just want to go over how you train, how you train your clients, mindsets when it comes to running and stuff like that. One of the things I really appreciate about you is that you teach uh, proper lifestyle balance. And I really want to dive into that because I feel like a lot of people, when they get into working out, they really feel like it has to be this, 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 and that. And that's definitely not the way it goes. I think you know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you enjoy your cocktails. I know I enjoy <laughs> my cocktails, which is hence why we have this gin. So the premise behind uh, each podcast that we're going to do is whatever the guest's favorite alcohol is, we're going to bring it in. <laughs> Full disclosure. She chose Empress 1908. Now, legitly, I had to Google this because I had no idea what this was. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a newbie when it comes to gin. Uh, the only gin I've tried is aviation. Have okay. you tried that one? That one I haven't tried, it, which it's is like so weird. I, I feel uh, so basic, bar. but no, like, it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're basic. A little bit. That's little right. Bit, that's right. Bit. Yeah. So how would you uh, come across this gin? Um, honestly, I was at a bar in Toronto, Bar Poet, yeah. and they had a cocktail with Empress Gin. So here we are. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's pour ourselves a little bit. Um, let's get a little ice in it. How much ice do you like in it? Uh, I'm not picky. Not Maybe picky. three cubes. Three. These cubes are pretty big though. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm not picky. Just, just three. Here. That's good. Perfect. How's the drive here? Oh my god, I live like two minutes away from here. Oh really? Yeah. I still go to that Rooster Cafe, eh? Hey, I, I love it. it. Shout yeah. out to Rooster Cafe. Shout out to Roost. Here we go. Okay, let's pour a little of this here. Perfect. How much time do you I'm have? being spoiled. Say what? That's Same good. Way. That's, That's good. good? Okay. Yeah. I'll do the same as you. I mean, when it comes to drinks, is there portion control? I guess so. Portion <laughs> control is like, we're okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey. Perfect. Tell me when. Blue? Yeah. Oh my god. Purple blue. Purple blue. I didn't even know this. <laughs> That's probably the hype behind it. Really? Yeah. Maybe a little extra because I like it. <laughs> right. So, uh, I've known you for six years, seven years. Around there, yeah. Around there. Wow. Um, but I haven't seen you since the lockdown. Yes. Very first lockdown. Right. Uh, so, how's things been? Honestly, I think... Oh, sorry. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to 2021. Yeah. That's All right. pretty good. Nice and strong. That, that's pretty... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so how's things been? Um, honestly, every day has been different. Like, I feel like you probably experienced the whole transition of the, the year and so forth. Um, but overall, like... It's been a crazy year yeah. through fitness, through health, um, even just moving. I have, we had moved. From... I know you were selling a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of oh, wanted yeah. to buy your furniture. <laughs> you had a really nice dresser and couches. Oh, man. I wish I had a house at that time. but It's insane. Yeah. Going from a house to a townhouse is like is a it's huge crazy. jump. Like yeah. you realize how much crap you have. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it. You have to move this. it. Yeah, it's insane. This. That's so, right. Yeah, so I've definitely, I took a huge dive on like just reducing all the extra crap I had. And mm. it honestly felt really good. It's like a cleanse and you kind of take bit. care of what you need. So yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's one thing. And then uh, even with training and stuff, just going onto like virtual platform, that was a huge shift. So how do you feel about that? I personally hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I know it was like a necessary evil at that time, yeah. but yeah. I am a, like a true believer that like the beauty about like our profession is that we're very like I have to pay attention to you and yeah. your cues right and like you can do that as much as possible on zoom but when it's like here and like seven boxes 
You're like, oh, Carrie, get a little bit there. Henry, do this, right? Uh, make sure to tuck your chin. Yeah, like, oh, it's worse. Yeah, no, I think uh, the beauty of virtual was just the challenge of being creative and keeping yeah. people accountable. Uh, for me, it was like a huge shift from virtual to in-person. In-person, I think, is just um, my personal like favorite approach, of course, because queuing mm -hmm. and so forth. But um, with my, with virtual, my priority was just to keep people accountable and keep people moving. Yeah. So when that's the intention, it becomes a little bit easier, but yeah. I know in the initial, I was a little bit frustrated because you almost want it to be the same, but mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I decided that changing kind of that, that, uh, goal or that end goal for me was just a little bit, it yeah. helped a lot. It, it's crazy too, because it was literally something that every single trainer had to figure out at once yeah. how to do so we're like kind of in it together which webcam to buy oh my gosh i i didn't even know zoom was a thing <laughs> until people were like oh just reach me and i'm like what is what zoom? about skype you what had to know skype I, of course i, of course, skype, of but course. I didn't use that either yeah no no um but uh how good did it feel when you went back to like in-person training it felt did it feel a little weird though it was it was actually a little bit of a weird um transition because you you know, you have to be a little bit more conscious of how comfortable people are coming in and, mm -hmm. you know, everyone has a different stance. Um, but it was really, really nice. Even just, I found like everybody was a lot more grateful, mm -hmm. appreciative. Everybody sure. loved being in, in each other's like circle and just mm -hmm. being more of a social support. So that was beautiful. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. I think I, I hate to say like the, the, I think COVID was a beautiful thing to happen because I don't think I've ever seen people care about their health right. until now, which is sad that it took literally a pandemic to do that. Right. But I don't think like, I don't know about you, but I think I was probably the busiest this year. Wow. Because people were just like so scared. Yeah. Right. So scared. Because one of the biggest things about this whole thing was, you know, the healthier you are, the better you deal with this on average. Right. Right. So everybody's like, well, I don't want to be in that kind of scale. So did you find that when you're training your clients or when you had new clients? I didn't find it was so much about fear. I found it was more about like f finally attending to those like nagging injuries or mm -hmm. things that they never attended to. So I found a lot of new people actually kickstarted at the gym, mm -hmm. um, beginners or whatever level they were at. I found people were way more receptive. Because I think, you know, having that extra time to really kind of see what your lifestyle consists of and, mm -hmm. and maybe even compare or maybe, you know, not having that gym or that accessibility made mm -hmm. people want it more. Mm -hmm. uh, you want what you can't have kind of thing. Always, so, always, yeah. yeah, I think that that was a driving force. I know a lot of people came to us for injuries, yeah. low back pain, neck stiffness, stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? Because people were even more sedentary than they already were oh, with sure. desk jobs and just being at home more working from home. So it was actually, and the initial, it was kind of like sad to see because I found like a lot of people came in with like, you know, a lot of aches and pains, things that they could no longer do for the last, I don't know, six months, eight months, year. Right. Yeah. So it was nice to see them kind of make that, take that action step towards something that would help them mm -hmm. in the long run. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, when it comes to training, do you find that you teach these people with rehab like that? Because you rehab a lot of people, right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just that's, what nature calls for me. It's like kind of flowing <laughs> It's being pushed you. my way, yeah. So what's the biggest thing that you have to teach them when you start rehabbing them? So let's say uh, somebody stereotypically tore the ACL. Okay. So what are you going to do with them? What's the first session? 
Well, I would say any injury at all, like in general, I feel like a lot of people just don't have awareness on what they're doing every day. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I find people go into, let's say, the gym or physiotherapy and kind of hope that that one stop shop is going to fix it all. But we account for one hour of the 24 that everybody has. Yeah, it's a very good point. So the biggest I feel like the biggest piece of anything is one taking accountability and Mm -hmm. just saying like, okay, well, I move 24 hours in the day be your own detective, like what, what's triggering it or what may have triggered, let's mm-hmm. say your ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Taking ownership, accountability. I mean, I can't tell you, I can't even count on two hands about low back pain, posture, kyphosis. Like, I know. Uh, I, I kind uh, of adjusted that. my spine as I'm like, uh, <laughs> bad posture, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, where do you train out of now? Right now I'm in a studio in Richmond Hill called Rise Training Club. Shout out to Rice. Shout out to Rice. Rice. Here you go. Um, and uh, how long have you been there for? Uh, just over a year. Just over a year. You just like over it? over a year. Love it. Yeah. 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 It looks like uh, a sweet spot. It is. Post. It looks it very is. clean, very like smooth, how everything is going. Yeah. It's uh, basically just um, how I describe it. It's the bridge between private training and large scale training. So I know last we spoke, which is like six years back. That was well, kind we of sp- my we ideal. Talk, we talked more, like we talked in between that, but we haven't seen each other. Right. Right, right, right. Yes. But um, my initial goal is kind of bridging that gap. And I think mm-hmm. Rise does an does immaculate job at, yeah. yeah, still attending to people's one-on-one needs yeah. while motivating people in a group setting. How long is he? Ha- is it a, is it a co-owned? Is it a guy? Is it a girl? It's Andy. Uh, Andy. No, it's just a guy. Yeah. yeah? How long has he had it before? Uh, it's, he's going on two years in February. Oh, wow. So he yeah. opened that up like. I know. In like not the best time. Shout out to Andy. Yeah, shout out to Andy. Damn. That's all right. That's Off all right. Drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, shout out to Andy. Um, so uh, also, I want the viewers to kind of know a little bit about your backstory. So yeah. did you go to school? Or did you take a lot of certificates? How did you kind of get into this field? Well, first by my own practice. So definitely um, just when I was younger, just a lot of sports and so forth. And I just wanted to be better. So um, I started engaging more like activity outside of that Mm -hmm. and like beyond soccer practices I ran and so Mm -hmm. forth. And I just saw um, how much I could improve by just putting a little bit more effort into something. And that kind of transgressed into me signing up to the community center and then um and so forth that was the initial like when i was young but then furthermore like in high school i started taking like you know anatomy you take exercise science and then my brain was like loving it so i took kinesiology Mm -hmm. so i got a degree in kinesiology and then i got a diploma in health and fitness promotion Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a duo um and then i just continued learning like i've taken a few courses with exercise therapy association Mm -hmm. um and I just, uh, I'm fascinated by the human body, just how to improve, how to yeah. optimize your lifestyle and how to just feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that we kind of connected uh, on the beginning uh, when we met is because I'm very much, I mean, you've known me for a while. I'm very much yeah. about like, what's the next thing I can learn? Right. And yeah. I think you're the exact same. It's like, okay, I learned <laughs> this. Okay. Awesome. What's the next thing? <laughs> right. So it's kind of nice. It has its perks. Yes. It has its perks. Um, so out of all the years I've been training, what's something that you've learned that you kind of change your mindset on? Well, I think sustainability. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, in the beginning, I remember like being super strict about um, what I was eating, what I was putting into my mouth. And of course, you know, that's a huge factor. But uh, I realize now years down the road that 
there is that middle ground. It doesn't have to be extreme. Um, so I've experimented on both extremes and mm -hmm. it's crazy like being able to find that middle ground. It's just so much more one sustainable and two fulfilling. Like you can be happy and still attain your yeah. goals. I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Would, it's <laughs> funny. Not too many people think that. It, you know what? It's unreal because I feel like when I meet people uh, for the first time, they're like, oh, you're a personal trainer, you're a personal health coach. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like confession. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, my God, like I had chocolate the other day. I'm like, OK, awesome. Oh, awesome. They're like, oh, my God, I, I love pizza. I'm like, <laughs> me too. You know, and it's just like when people uh, see like I'm a huge foodie, like me too. I love food in general and people get They're like, how do you eat that? And you work out. It's like, well, you don't see. The veggies the, <laughs> that I eat, I just show the delicious, delicious. Like right. I love broccoli. Okay. I eat broccoli for days, <laughs> right? But I'd rather, I don't know, post about a delicious pizza. Right. Or Taco Tuesday. It's just more appealing. Exactly. Like who wants to see a head of broccoli? Exactly. So what, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so what is, take me through like a, a training uh, regimen that you've done that you incorporate more nutrition in. So like I know, for example, like, like you did a lot of running last summer. Oh goodness, lot, yes. Like a lot. Like I remember every time you posted something on Instagram, <laughs> I checked my time and I was like, <laughs> there was a couple and times I felt you commented. So good. Yeah, I, I, I felt so good. I'm like, yo, I killed that 5K. <laughs> and I look at you, you're like, oh my God, not my best run. I was like, yo, this girl did better than me. <laughs> so you're so, so tell me your secrets. My secrets. So when you were running a whole bunch last uh, summer, yeah, what was your nutrition like? Well, definitely a lot more uh, carbohydrates, yeah. uh, for sure. Um, I incorporated in simple, like another whole meal, just based on, depending on the distances you're running. Like I was training up to a half marathon mm -hmm. um, just for fun. Like, yeah. um, and so that was, that was a huge shift, like energetically that requires a lot, like it's a high demand on the body mm -hmm. for sure. So in simple, like I would say I added a whole extra meal, but a hundred percent, like whatever you ate the night before would show in your run. Hundred, I know. So it's a good driving tool because you, there's no way you're going to eat crap before you're planning on running a half marathon mm. or a 10 K or whatever it mm -hmm. is. Um, but you know, the funny thing is like through running is I always say to people that like running for me throughout COVID at first, um, it just was something that I knew everyone had access to. Mm. So I made a running group out of it and mm. anyone who was interested that I was in contact with, we created a group out of it and I wanted to use it as like a driving force for people to stay active, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, yeah. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a really cool experience for me just to be able to connect people um, who had like never met in person um, and just challenge each other to that. So we did a couple of like, I did a couple of like foam rolling sessions or I sent videos and kind of like supplementary work mm -hmm. for people to do because, uh, you know, it's a big jump. It's a big jump. It is, it is. So Monday to Sunday, yeah. what was your running routine like? Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> we ran, I'm laughing because uh, I had a running buddy. His name's Rob and uh, we just, I think I remember you posting about him. He's like killed yeah, it every time, absolutely. right? Like he is an endurance beast, but uh yeah, no, I, um, we just did it for fun, to be honest, Norm. In the beginning, like, it was just for fun. So we ran twice a week, and there was, like, those two station days. But it became one of those things where I'm like, I'm really, like, I'm really enjoying this. Like, mm -hmm. the mind ease, the mental clarity that came from running, that was my driving force. It wasn't necessarily, like, performance or saying that I did a half marathon. Mm -hmm. It was more so because of, like, 
the opportunity to be in nature and how much like presence it requires and clarity. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like uh, when I, like whenever I do a two a day, okay. my second is always running. Yeah. Because to me, it's going to be a little bit of an asshole statement, but oh, no. to, to <laughs> me, <I> drink? <laughs> yeah, t- drink to my asshole statement. <laughs> but to me, running is, is more meditation than anything. It is. You know what I mean? And it's, to me, it's like, if I'm really, really uh, mad or sad, I can't go in the gym. Okay. I can't. Like, to me, like, because when I work out, mm-hmm. it's, uh, like, I joke around that people don't understand. And I think you understand, too, like, the only time I'm alone is in the car. Yeah. In the shower. Right. In the washroom. Yeah. And while I'm working out. Right? And so when, you know, thing, bad things happen to trainers, too. Like, right. it, it, I think people don't understand. It's like, we have to bring that motivation to them and we have to bring that positivity to them. And even though it's a blessing, it can be a little taxing sometimes because we have our own stuff going along, along, right? Right. So when like shit really hits a fan and I need to work out, it's like a rush of like all these things I need to figure out and I don't know how to handle it, um, which sounds a little immature, but like in in the sense of um, like, I can't focus on the movements and what I gotta do. So when I run, it's very therapeutic. I just go. Yeah. And I don't even care about speed, distance. I just right. go. Right. And no matter how upset or sad I am, um, when I come back, it's like, <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? But the second thing, I, I don't know. Do you run with music? I do. I have to run with but music. But sometimes, like, I, I hit a, a wall where I'm like, okay, no music. Like, really? Yeah, I, just kudos to you because I can't do that. <laughs> One time, my fiance and I had a, a race. Who can do the most um, kilometers in a month? Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, who won? I'm, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we know the answer to this one. <laughs> doesn't matter. But anyway, um, what happened was uh, I went for. I'm like today. You, you know the kind of person I am. It's like I'm, one day I'll just go like 20k. Right. I'll just say fuck it. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> why not? Because why not? And I have right. like the grit to do it. Yeah. So I can't. I've never once ran without music. Okay. Like so, I started running the first five k. My beats die. Oh no. And I was like, and I was ready so far away, and you know when you have that internal conversation, it's like, what do I do? Yeah. Do I stop? Do I stop? Do I turn? And I was like, no, I can't stop. If anything, like this is a sign that like I do some mental training. Yeah. So I ran the full twenty kids. Well, I think it was twenty five k. I ran, no music after that, wow. and it was the worst. Yeah. The worst, but I was so mentally sound after that. Yeah. Because everything that I I've been thinking about, like I had to deal with it. Had to face. Yeah. Had to deal with it, and yeah. I came back and I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, I'm kind of an animal, I'm kind of an animal, <laughs> kind of a savage. And then I'm like, maybe next time I'll run with no music. But that didn't happen. Yeah. That didn't happen. Well, I always say running. Yeah. I think running is uh, mentality training too. There's definitely 100%. something to be said about like the hurdle. And I'm not talking 5K. I'm not saying you have to do 10K, but there's something to be said about long distance training, like mm-hmm. steady state training mm-hmm. um, and just like overcoming like those mental burdens because you'll hit them like always once you know once you hit 10k or whatever it is there's going to be those time points where you're going to want to stop or your you know your mind might be a bit clouded and there might be something just someone or something driving you forward and I think that's the beauty of running is like just having those thoughts almost like come forward but also still like overcoming and deciding to to continue I I totally agree Mm -hmm. um I think the two things that have taught me the most about being present 
is martial arts and running. Oh. Oh, because wow. if martial arts, if I'm not present, I get hit. Right. Nobody likes to get hit. Mm-hmm. So no. I'm forced to be present even though like I got things going on in my life. And running, if I don't be present, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm for those two things, I'm forced to just go. <laughs> right? And I, yeah. I appreciate that and I enjoy that. So I want to ask you, what's the longest you've ran? So one, what's the longest you've ran Okay. and not stopped? Okay. So uh, I can compare it to my run. Marathon. 21.2. <sighs> Dang. And, and two, um, what's your best 5K time? Ooh. I, you know what's I'm going to have to take I out my, screen- my run. One time you posted it <laughs> yeah. and I screenshot it so oh, I God. can use it as motivation. I was like, yo, I got to beat this time. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I know it was like I maintained like sub five, so below five per kilometer. I've only got, I think my I think best, like best 5K. Was like I don't know what happened that day, but I think it was like my best five k was like in twenty mi- twenty one minutes. Or really like solid, that. yeah. It's Never happened again. No. Never happened again. The funniest thing about PRs is that you usually hit them when you least expect it. So it's like the run you never wanted that to do. But that on a t shirt, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell that. Yeah, <laughs> Cheers sure. to that. Cheers thing. to that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, so that was the longest, but. Long distance is my favorite. Like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something, like I said, to, to say about, like, long distance running. Yeah. Something to be said. To be said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, if somebody wants to start... So, if somebody who occasionally runs, let's right. say 2K, 3K, yeah. every three days, two days, maybe it's my mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if she wanted to train for a half marathon, yeah, what would you suggest? Well, I definitely would get an assessment first. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely go and make sure you have like the unilateral strength. Mm-hmm. You have the stability to run because it is like really demanding on the body for yeah. sure. But, stride is important. Mm, stride is important. I, I know. That. Yeah. But I do appreciate anyone who's still just moving their body and trying mm-hmm. to move their body. Um, but I would like graduate from like a walk run to like steady running and then taking it from there. Mm-hmm. The walk run is like. I saw the most improvement with a lot of people in our running chat with yeah. the walk running method. Yeah. Do you use uh, so I use the cadence app. Have you ever used that before? I no, I haven't. Have you heard of it? No. So I, it's like it's mm-hmm. uh, a beep that plays while you're running. Oh. And you're supposed to each you can increase the speed. So each beep is where you would run. So one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's and you so match cool. it. And every week you increase the cadence to increase your speed. Okay, cool. I right? love that. That's actually really I nice. I try it. Well, sometimes it's like when you hear it. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, like, well, I, I'm not a horse. You go okay? crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I did try it for a solid like two weeks. And I found that it helped a lot. Because with pacing. Go, it with pacing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, so I was curious if you use any cadence apps at all. I only use Matt My Run. And everyone wanted me to graduate to Strava. And I tried. And People I asked couldn't. me to. What, what did you not like about Strava? I don't know. You know, you just get used to something. Like maybe that's like... Uh, I tried map my run for like I think two months, yeah, and then it's it's uh it just stopped recording my runs, which was kind of a piss off. Yeah, but, of course. If it and then I tried the Under Armour one. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty good. That's the one I used. Yeah, I haven't used Strava. So Strava is called Strava. It's Strava. Yeah, a lot of uh, athletes are on there, so it's more of a competition thing. But I tried not to always like I tried not to always record my runs and be so focused on numbers. Sometimes I just tried to focus on just moving my mind and body. That was it. I, I do that for reco- recovery days. Yeah, it's just just I'm gonna run to here to there. 
Okay. It's one of those for me. Yeah, yeah. So. Fair. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad. So when you were running that much, what was your weight training routine like? Uh, lots of unilateral work, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing full body at the time. Uh, but I was, so it changed quite a bit because I had a whole year of just straight running. So I went from like two days a week of running and maybe like three strength training but like mod, like different intensities, like low intensity, moderate, high intensity, because mm-hmm. you would be gassed. Mm-hmm. Like my my training, the way I trained before, the bodybuilder style just wouldn't have worked for running. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bodybuilding. Yeah, style. no, I'm no. A, I feel like every person kind of dives into it for yeah, a little yeah. bit to see. Get a taste of it, why not? Yeah, and you're like, eh, <laughs> I'd rather move like yeah. my body. More functional. More functional. Yeah. You know, like I obviously like occasionally like, I'll hit some biceps and triceps, yeah. but you know, I, I think a lot of people don't realize, like if you look at like uh, people who do the rings right. in Olympic, their biceps are huge, <laughs> but the realize their biceps, you realize their biceps are huge is because they do so much pulling work. Right. Right. And so I realized the more I do pulling movements, yeah, my biceps get like engaged just as much. Without you know? isolation. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I get a little bored. Yes. Of a little, you know. This, yeah, of course. And this. Of and course. there's a, I guess when you're younger, there's a time and a place for it, <laughs> especially if you're a male. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, eh, no, I man. don't know about that. There's an ongoing joke at my gym that like I I work with like a bunch of guys and they. they Are like, you the only girl there? I am. Really? Yeah, I'm the oh, only wow. female trainer. And it's really funny. They're like, uh, you'll always find Monica single leg RDLing. <laughs> And are you? So, yeah. Like, like I was, yeah. especially during running, like my running season and when I was running quite frequently, they're like, this girl's always doing single leg RDLs. Like, what the hell? And it's so funny. I'm like, you guys, you guys make jokes around me, but none of you could do a single leg RDL. Really? So yeah. No, no, they could. They could. They, they, they just can. mess it's around. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Conventional. They're conventional. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So what kind of training uh, regimen are you on right now? Right now, I am fully soaked focused on rehab so i injured you know about my injury yeah so to explain 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 to the people what happened what happened um well it wasn't like your typical i fell and i like tore three ligaments i have fallen please somebody help me help me it's swollen (laughs) um yeah it was unfortunately when i was running on the side of the road there was like blocks of cement so it's like an unfinished road and this is why i don't run in the winter uh, either no winter running stop is so nice really yeah yeah okay we'll get back to that yeah we'll get back to that that's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) just running in a winter in general um but yeah uh i ran and um i wasn't paying attention to the like to the ground and where i was stepping and right when i stepped i stepped like one foot landed awkwardly on like a piece of like cement and I think my toe was turned in at the, it was so fast. I, I don't even remember exactly, but all I remember hearing is a pop. And you never want to hear a pop. You know? <laughs> the only time you want to hear a pop is popcorn in the microwave. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So um, after that, like pop, I, uh, I knew something was up. So I actually walked home. I walked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I walked to Starbucks and I walked home. Um, <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I, just I need wasn't, a latte. I wasn't feeling too good. Yeah. It's okay. um, yeah. My shin seized up. Everything was just a little bit of a mess, but uh, I didn't initially think it was muscular. I wasn't sure. So mm-hmm. I booked um, a physio appointment just to double check. Um, but it turned out that it was the week after. 
Um, and so I was getting treatment, um, RMT, releasing the muscles. Everything was decent, like managed and getting better. Mm-hmm. I did everything I thought I like could have, but um, yeah. And then I still played beach volleyball. So I was playing. Yeah, I know. Not a good combo. Not really. Um, so I was playing beach volleyball only like once a week and I had gone, um, and played around. And I think, I think that threw me over the edge. Yeah. I think that, I think initially I tore my meniscus when yeah. I was running. I was going to ask, what do you think know. exactly That's happened? what I think happened. Yeah. I think I tore my meniscus, mm-hmm. my medial meniscus. Um, and then I played volleyball and I think I partially tore my ACL and quad tendon there. Well, I, I, you seem like you've healed pretty well, though. Oh gosh, I put so much work in. Well, the, but I think that's what people don't understand. Yeah. It's like when it comes to rehab, if you put like as much work in, yeah. you can really be as okay as you were before, if yeah. not better. Like, but you have to be like I'm sure you had to be patient. Oh gosh, yes, yeah? definitely a real big challenge for the mind for sure. Because like, think about your lifestyle. You go, especially with your job, like. Mm-hmm how much your job requires your body is as a trainer. Um, and then going from like, you know, 12 hour days of training, being on your feet to like not even being able to stand for an hour was mm-hmm. like a huge hit. Mm-hmm. That was a huge hit. Nice body check. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I had to, well, I chose to take a couple weeks off because I just didn't feel like I had the capacity to like stand for long periods of time or walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I've come a long way. It's been four months. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I would say we're about like maybe 90% there. 90 is pretty good. That's a pass. 90 is sweet. But yeah. yeah, they gave me a timeline of like eight to 12 months. So you've like, been killing it. Year. Yeah. So far it. it's been good. Cross fingers. We keep it that way, but it's been, I feel like they journey. say that though, just in case. Yeah, because everybody heals a little bit differently and it depends on how diligent you are and you can't really see you can't really tell how diligent a person is like until they start rehabbing. So I so I hurt my hamstring. I've pulled my hamstring. Oh, no, I know it. uh, I've always wanted to go throughout my career. Yeah. Never pulling one thing without an injury. I know. Um, But uh, Mm -hmm. I pulled my hamstring doing deadlift. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, it happens. Okay. You it's know, all right. It's all right. And then I rehabbed it. Totally fine. Like, so my Delif PR is not a lot. It's 500. Okay. And then I was working to 600. And then after that, I was like, okay, once I work to mm-hmm. 600, I'm not going to go beyond that. I don't need to. I don't want to. So I was right. working towards that. And then I pulled it having nothing to do with that. <laughs> of course. That's how I, it always happens. Exactly, right? Flip disc when you're brushing your teeth or coughing. So I was doing, uh, I was practicing martial arts and I, I did a spinning back kick. Okay. And I didn't fully pivot. And all here is like, you know, no. you know what? Just exactly here, I heard a pop. Yeah. And I was like, pop, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, out. And so I had to rehab Jeez. that. And, uh, but once I rehabbed it, like, I think right now, I haven't really tested what I can pull, but I think I can pull at least 405 easy for awesome. like at least two to three. Awesome. So conventional deadlifts, is that something you're into? Yes, but prior to prior, prior. to injury. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But now we're back to those single leg RDLs. Oh my god, <laughs> now you're even more of that joke. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. But um yeah, no, there's the recovery journey is unlike anything I thought before. Like once you experience it firsthand and you know, it really does you have to keep um you have to really check in with your mind. I think it's a lot of it's a mind battle. And I think um, 
a lot of people don't recognize that. And I remember from the get-go, um, some of my, you know, coworkers, they told me, they're like, it's going to be more of a mind game than anything else. And they were 100% right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it transcends, right? Like you were once able to do this and now you no longer. So something that I had to get used to was just better lingo. Like the way I spoke mm-hmm. about it, um, just not being so disempowered all the time and just mm-hmm. trying to be more Yeah, that's diligent. a huge that's a huge thing. Cause a lot of people when they when they pull something, tear something tear something, yeah, like they feel like it's do- it's done. That's it's it. over. Yeah. Right. And they're like to be super dramatic, it's o- it's over. Right. Right. And Which I, is not I, the case. I thought that. I, mm. I did. Even Honestly, being I thought a that professional, too. I'm I was like, like, oh this my is God. It. I can't, I can't see do the it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're you're like a hundred percent right. It's all mentality, it, and it's all it, about yeah. the little like baby steps. Yeah, and you, and you end up being okay. Yeah, like from the initial, I remember like being, you know, um, like supine and just having to like lift my knee mm-hmm. was like it felt like I was carrying a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. like to go into like flexion or. Well, I, I remember when you posted some videos on Instagram. Yeah. And like you just practicing walking a little bit. Yeah. And like it's crazy how like that is such a big deal. Gate. Right. Literally just walking properly. Yeah. Without compensating. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of help. Like I, I went out to like even physiotherapists, and they had helped me a lot in terms of just navigating my way through because it wasn't something that I ever experienced, especially with three ligaments. I'm like, damn, like this was, it was a lot, but, uh, I will say like all those small efforts, like if I didn't put, if I expected or had unrealistic expectations from the gecko, like to be good again, I would have never started that Mm -hmm. rehab journey. I would have never continued. I think I just, you know, some people just wait for it to heal, but uh, you can take action. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Uh, a big one. that, That is a big one. Um, so another, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, I know you're similar also with me with, um, like rituals, morning rituals, daily rituals. What's yours? (laughs) It's always changing though. I feel like that's something to acknowledge because, you know, sometimes the five minute journal works for people and sometimes it doesn't. Um, Do you journal right now? I do. I can't say that I'm on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. um, but I do have like every week I work through like mental toughness sessions. I do like journaling helps me a lot. I know so, for some people. So it with the it. mental, I'm just going to add a little yeah, bit yeah. of ice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with the mental uh, toughness. Yeah. What do you, if you don't mind like sharing. No, no. What no do you entail with that? Um, so one of my good friends is a life, co- a life coach. Cool. And he well, develops his or her name. Oh, him. Uh, Brendan Fox. Brendan Fox. Shout out to Brendan Shout Fox. Shout out to Brendan. <laughs> um, he's been amazing. Such a great resource. Um, yeah. But yeah, one of the, a couple of, he has a lot of different tools um, to just get your mind sharp. Um, and one of them is just, you know, a lot of it has to do with just being aware, mm-hmm. building awareness. So we've been meeting over a year now, like once a week, mm-hmm. an hour of, you know, deep diving into something that I want more clarity on or to be better in and just understanding self better and how to just optimize my life. So that's one really big crucial piece in my life right now is having that accountability and just Mm. um, being more aware of where my energy goes and what I'm focusing on and how true that is to what I want to do in the future. That's not bad. Yeah, it's awesome. How'd you come in contact with this guy? I, I took all of his courses oh, and it was how. actually through fitness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I refer to Brendan as like a genius. Like he's such a well-rounded person and, uh, yeah, he got into life coaching and I thought it was a really good opportunity for me to grow like from the inside out. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you've seen like leaps and bounds when you've taken that course. Oh yeah. Well, we do one-on-one sessions over zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can definitely say like, even just reflecting back to last year, I am nowhere near where I like first started, even in terms of like reactivity, uh, awareness and just like connecting with others. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I know my strengths better and, and how to go around different life obstacles. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I, like I said, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing you oh. for a long time and blushing. <laughs> oh my Purple, gosh. Though. Purple. Yeah. <laughs> the potion. Um, but I, it's, it was really, it's been really, really rewarding seeing you be so open to learning and options and stuff like that. And you being so like so eager right Thank you. so one of the biggest things that it, i find a little bit annoying about the fitness industry when it comes to trainers is that when they get a certain certificate or a degree they stop learning and as you know the fitness industry constantly changes and maybe right. it doesn't change for the better but at least if you can grab i personally think if you can grab one thing out of that yes it's something you can learn right or something you can learn and be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to like apply this to my clients and stuff like that. Um, and it's been really mm-hmm. rewarding to see you, meeting you, doing this, this, this. And like you, I, I feel like you've taken the very smart step of taking baby steps and like seeing how you are now is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a blessing. Aww. It's kind of nice. It's so kinda sweet. Nice. I, feel, I feel really great being uh, like uh, friends with you and stuff like that when it, that comes stuff. Because, yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like for I could learn so much from you. Ah, same goes. No, same goes. That's not bad. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Um, so also with the, so the mental uh, training, yeah. toughness, what else do you do for the morning rituals? Uh, well, or not, just rituals, in just general. rituals in general. Yeah. Um, journaling has been so big. Um, I know throughout like the different life changes I've had in the year, uh, journaling was just a way of kind of kind of like running, like cleansing the mind and putting it on paper. Uh, some people may resonate with that. Some people don't. Um, but I just find that whenever I put my thoughts on paper, it kind of feels like the weight's lifted. So journaling for me is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always have the same prompts. I know some people follow like, um, the five minute journal, for example, I keep seeing that one. Um, I, so I don't know the five minute journal. So explain it's like, to it's it. It's basically, to the yeah, it's basically guided journaling. So every morning you can write, let's say, I think it guides you to do like three things you're grateful for your intention for the day and things like that, just to organize your brain. Um, for me, I use journaling more as like a nightly reflection tool, or if there's something that I can't, let's say I can't see clearly, I'll usually journal and I find that I find my answers or that clarity through writing. Mm-hmm. So for me, it works a lot. Music is another another tool I use. Yeah, uh, how so? Well, in terms of, like you said, we all like in the car, um, that's our alone time. Yeah. Right. So sometimes to reset or recalibrate, I'll utilize like a different playlist or genre of music to kind of like reset, rejig. Because our job requires like a lot of, um, I guess, engagement and just a lot of energy and just constantly interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I always want to kind of make it that positive experience and I want to be all present. So sometimes music is that reset button for me if I ever feel like I'm not myself. 
So you know I'm going to ask you, what music do you listen to then? Oh, it always changes. But um, if I ever need to like lift my spirits, yeah. I feel like Spanish music just hey, makes me feel like I'm on vacation. That. Cheers to that. It's vacation. What do you listen to right now? Oh, no. I All over. Like I don't have like one artist. I'm okay. – yeah, I don't okay, have Okay, Spanish one music is nice. Yeah, Spanish nice music. Like anything. Just – yeah, exactly. That's okay. Okay, so you do that. Anything else? So you do you uh, incorporate a little bit of reading, or because I know you like books too. I do. I so do. what are you reading now, right now? Well, right now I just finished a course, mm-hmm. and it That's was a lot of reading. A lot of reading. My what course are you finished? Or are you finishing? This was the pre and postpartum. Um, oh, oh, exercise I, I, I saw course. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Super amazing. cool. Um, really interesting stuff. Like, I mean, there's so much to. I'm everyone knows, but. I think the depth of what happens in pregnancy and post-pregnancy, you don't hear of often. And Mm. there was a lot of reading material, lots of articles, research papers. So that was the extent of reading that I've had over the last month. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just finished up that course. But yeah, reading is really solid. But I would say my top two are definitely, I would say journaling, even meditating is a really solid. How do you meditate? Like, uh, how do you meditate? Because there's different guided. Yeah, usually guided. Yeah. Yeah, usually guided. Um, there's a couple of apps I've tried. I know people recommend Calm or Headspace. I heard Headspace is really good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, it just depends what you want to get out of it, right? Uh-huh. Like everyone has their different preferences. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think meditating is a really solid way for you to like kind of uh, detach from everything, like your circumstance and just really connect to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. I like that. Um, so if you could recommend like three books to somebody. Three books. That has to do with like, not even about nutrition mm-hmm. or, or training, just about life that you could point out. What would it be? Well, I really enjoyed a lot of, for me, it's more of the mentality stuff. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So Tony Robbins was a big a really big one for me. Yeah. I personally, like, I don't always do well with books. So there's a lot of like YouTube content um, of yeah. him deep diving into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually find him better now than he was a long time ago. Okay. Um, personally, I think he has a different perspective on things. That's okay. a little bit more um, transformative. Okay. Um, but uh, there's okay. different content. I feel like he has he, a lot more content now. He has like content like every six months. Like, yeah, yeah, Every yeah. year, like, <laughs> like I can't awesome. keep up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, take it easy. I saw him in person. It was actually pretty cool. No way, pretty really? Experience. Yeah. He's a, he's a tall guy, no? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's tall, tall compared, compared to me. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Everybody's like, uh, it's like, oh, he's tall. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, what's five, tall? Seven, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so Tony Robbins. Huge. Um, I really enjoy like for me, it's videos. So like Ted talks and stuff like that. So that's like a huge chunk of my time mm-hmm. and courses. Um, but book wise, um, I don't know why I can't think of any on the spot right now. I had, uh, one it's by Edith Edgar and I can't remember. What's up? Uh, do you remember the name? That was the author's name, but I can't remember. Uh, the book title. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here. That's okay. That, what was the entail in the book? It was basically all about mentality and perspective, mm. like just shifting perspective. And I think throughout the book, she did a really good job at like being relatable mm-hmm. while still like, you know, painting up, like painting perspective of other people's lives. Like mm-hmm. I know um, in the book, she talks about a lot of like painful experiences and, and the wisdom taken from it. So I loved it because it 
basically just talked about pain to power, like moving from pain to power um, mm-hmm. and how pain can be your power. So mm-hmm. I really love that book. That one, I can't remember what oh, <laughs> we're going to have. I really it's love that book, but I can't song. remember that. I have it. It's like in my drawer. That's it's a okay. blue book. It's like teal. It's yeah. That's all right. Gifts, something gifts. I don't know. Anyways, we're going to figure it out. It's a good it book. Out. It's a <laughs> It's a good book. It's a good book. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you also, uh, like I said before, I know you help your clients with like mindset and stuff like that, right? So what do you do with your clients when it comes to mindset? Well, usually like I find people are more receptive to the whole fitness realm of things um, and nutrition because I think when you naturally go into a gym setting, you're like, I'm, I'm going for gym and I'm going like for fitness, I'm going for exercise and I'm going for nutrition. Um, but the two unaccounted for variables are always, I always find stress and sleep. Um, so something that I usually do in my intake is I usually create a scale. So like a kind of a stress scale, one to 10, 10 being the most stress, one being like no stress at all. Where are you, where do you fall today? Mm-hmm. Um, I usually like to do those kinds of check-ins with clients. Not everybody's the most comfortable, but I find the more, um, the more that I ask, uh, the more comfortable that they, they are in sharing kind of like where they're at on the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I always like to account for sleep because nobody starts with that. And I actually do think that's the first thing that everyone should start with. Cause that's how we recoup recover. I, oh, hundred percent. So, um, I got a whoop. I don't know. if. You oh ever... my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Yes. So I got a whoop. That's and... right. You always post it. <sighs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it is honestly <laughs> like uh, it has changed everything when it comes to training for me. Okay. Because the idea behind Whoop is the harder you recover, the better you can train. Love right? it. Right? And before. Is like, that their like catchphrase? No, but it should oh, be. That, that's should a really sponsor solid me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it, it, before I was like, okay, I feel crappy today. Yeah. This is the day I have to go 120%. Right. So I listen to, to whoop now as much as possible. So you have being in the red, being in the yellow, which is pref- red is horrible. Right. Uh, yellow. I've seen some of those. Reds, yeah, yes. Yeah. They're not good. No. And yellow is like perform. You're OK. And green is like do whatever you want. <laughs> right. And the green light. And it all it depends on your recovery. Yeah. Right. So like uh, meditate, you can and they have a huge selection of different kind of recovery. So hmm. what you do, let's say if I want to meditate, I switch it to meditation and it moderates my heart rate. OK. And oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. It moderates my heart rate while I'm um, thinking and stuff like that. And it factors that in to my heart rate availability, okay. which in turn helps me and adds into the algorithm of how I recover the next day. Right. Okay. And also how I sleep. So it goes when I when I wake up in the morning, I have to do a daily journal with the whoop. So it goes. Oh, that's uh, great. I know it goes restful sleep. It goes deep sleep. How long I've been awake, which is kind of surprising because like when I look, it's like, oh, you've been awake. Like because there's brief moments that we wake up at night and we don't even realize. Right. Right. And it says, oh, you woke up a hun- like for a total of uh, one hour and 34 minutes. I'm oh, like, wow. When? <laughs> I wasn't there. That wasn't that me. Was, that wasn't Someone me. took my watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, and then deep and REM. And um, I find that once That's I awesome. paid attention. So to go back to what you were saying. Yeah. Once I paid attention to my sleep a lot better, um, I found that my recovery was a lot better. And in turn, my training ritual was a lot better. So my, Makes sense. my ritual when it comes to sleeping is so different now. 
Right. So I make sure that I'm properly hydrated. Right. Right. Um, if I like, so Thursdays and Fridays, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. Okay. For work. So the night before, I make sure I take a little bit of melatonin. Okay. Um, and then I take, uh, if I really need to sleep, I'll take Phenobit, which is like, it's not a drug. It's like a, it's a herb. <laughs> I just want to. Just want to confirm I here. just want to <laughs> confirm. Um, that like really, really calms me down. Yeah. Um, and I find that really increases my deep sleep, which is my body sleep, yeah. right? And I find that when I pay attention to really making sure my rituals before sleep, uh, the day after, I'm a lot better. Like, for example, like blue light. So a lot of people don't know that, like, on their phone, they have a switch to sw- switch off the blue light and loads of difference. Yeah. So I don't I, I can't do the blue light glasses. My bro- Yeah, my brother. I can't do it. My brother's keen on this stuff. Yeah? Yeah, he's keen. He's like, what are you doing? Like, your laptop. Like, you got to switch the brightness. Like, what are you doing? It's nighttime. It shouldn't be that bright. And he's, you know, switching it for me. So. No. Well, at least yeah. he cares. Yeah, he cares. Of course. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Um, <laughs> so I pay attention to that. Okay. And then what else do I pay attention to? Um, well, I like the Whoop because it's literally an accountability partner. It's like, yeah, the, it's like you said, the green light. And I think that's so powerful for a lot of people. Not to say that you necessarily need that, but most people I think like some people do though. need the awareness, right? I mean, and it's a good partner. A hundred percent. Like yeah. at the end of the day, what creates success is accountability, whether okay. it's with yourself or with a trainer or with right. anybody. However you define that. Accountability. No, like you can't, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that's the struggle, right? It is like, uh, even like, so the way that I like to journal is through, uh, military style, which is contribution, condition, um, calibration, and connection. So uh, calibration is like what I want to get right with myself. Okay. So right now, it's as much value and knowledge as possible. So I'm trying to listen to as many podcasts as possible. Okay. Um, so usually in the car, I try to I just listen to music, kind of yeah. like you. And so I'm trying to avoid that and only put that towards uh, working out. Condition, right now, I'm trying to focus on Tracking food, a little bit of more veggies and stuff like that, a little right. bit more micronutrients. Yeah. Contribution is just trying to be uh, contribute contribute to like my clients and stuff like that and okay. my family. And connection, I just use it to connect with a certain person. What if I want to work on them and stuff like that? So that's what I do. It's a little bit more complicated because the way that it works is I have to write out what I want to do in the morning. Yeah. And then finish it at night. Yeah. So going to back, going back to what we were saying about um, accountability. Yeah. Uh, I find a, some people who write it out in the night or in the morning, they kind of tend to forget about it. I'm not saying right. you. No, no. But some people tend to forget about it after they feel good for like two hours. Right. And then they forget about it. But my accountability to write it in the morning and at night keeps me accountable personally to like keep the course. Even through the mental toughness sessions, it was always about frequency too. Very similar to fitness training. It's kind of like you got to see that frequency twice a day. Mm. Um, So I found something that was actually really effective was having it on your phone because most people don't go anywhere without their phone. So Mm. having those reminders, um, not that you have to track it on your phone, but it could be a tool for you to go back to. So what would you suggest to do it on your phone then? Like what exactly? I have an app. Um, and it's called perspective. So I usually, I usually will use it and it kind of prompts you to acknowledge maybe something that went on in the day, how you felt in the day, what your energy was like. I know that's a really big question I usually have is kind of like, how well did you connect to people? What was your energy like today? 
because I take pride in that. Like that's a part of our profession, right? Big mm -hmm. time. And I think that's what makes like that lasting change for people. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I usually will utilize that and my prompts are always different. Um, so you have something really consistent. I've tried the consistent, but sometimes I don't know, like once you put me at like a pen and paper or like a, like a notepad on my phone, I feel like I just sometimes have to just like kind of just let it go on the paper. I know if I'm ever facing an obstacle, uh, there's three questions that we've always worked through. It's like, what's good about this? What can be learned? How can I make it better? Mm. Those are like three solid questions to kind of go from literally pain to power, like try to find solutions as opposed to being too stuck in your situation. I like that. Yeah, that was a really solid tool. I, I wanted to share that for sure. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. So yeah. th those are a couple of tools that you share with your clients then. Yeah. 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 Are they receptive? Not all of them. Um, I know. But I know that at the very least, I'm at least bringing awareness to it. Mm -hmm. And when people are ready for that change or whatever it is, they'll take that step. Yeah, the most part. that's true. It, it's uh, it's crazy because like you can want something for a client of course. so much. Of course. But at the end of the day, uh, it's kind of like disheartening because like you realize like you're willing to put everything into this. Right. And there, whatever it may be, whether it's like past traumas or maybe current traumas. Right. They life have to changes, make that. They, life changes. Discomfort. They have to make that stuff themselves. Right. And it's like our, at the same time, it's our job to make sure that like we figure out how to jump over that. Right. And figure out who they are Cross and how they barriers. can like really become better. Yeah. Because I think, I think a lot of people don't, um, I don't think people appreciate what personal training can do for a person. Right. I know I've I've met a lot of people who was like, oh, so like you, you know, you count reps. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're a little disrespectful, eh? <laughs> I'm like, I do a little bit more than that. And and I think that's why I've kind of associated myself when put like I consider myself a personal coach. Yeah. Like, like I always say health, personal health life coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Personal a post coach. personal trainer. And then yeah. there's not there's nothing wrong with being a personal trainer. It's just, I, what I focus on when I, when I see, when I meet a person, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what's your mindset? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to be? What's holding you back? Yeah. Let's figure out the mindset. Cause if the mindset is right, then the body will flow. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like being able to do that for people is so rewarding. Oh, it's so powerful. Right. It's and so I, powerful. I've had, uh, I've had a client who she literally told me, she's like, I love coming here because when I'm at work, I'm th that employee. When I'm at home, I'm a, a mom or a wife. Right. When I'm here, I'm me. Hmm. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's a big one. You're killing me right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're killing me. Well, but it's like, you time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't think people understand, like, it's, it's a time where people literally come in and they express what's hurting them that day and what's making them happy. I and right, always and say we that. have yeah. to absorb this. Yeah. And whether if it's bad, we have to make sure that we give them some pointers, some positivity. Right. And if it's good, then we try to encourage it a little bit more. So I feel like when it comes to the fitness industry, true trainers, uh, like they go through so much all the time. But we have so much like uh, there's so much opportunity for us because we see, like I always say, we see people more than they see their own doctors, their own family, which is crazy, right? Friends. So the opportunity window is big. Yeah. Um. So I always like to keep like open conversation, and mm -hmm. you know, I find like 
there's so much power in just having that hour to yourself and taking time to yourself to build yourself up and and just having that self-belief and confidence again. I think it helps transform you big time. I totally agree. I yeah. Totally agree. yeah. So I want to ask you too. So during um, COVID and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, what like how did you feel mentally? Yeah. And like, what did you do physically to, to move? You just, did you, is that when you started running a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know for me, whenever things change. Um, so for example, just not having, you know, let's say a gym space or whatever it was, I just decided to change my goal set. So I'm like, okay, what can I focus on? That's going to enable me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew running was one of those things, mm-hmm. um, because it offered me that peace of mind. And I think during COVID, a lot of people had way more reflection time, mm-hmm. which initially is really uncomfortable. Like, I mean, so if you're going from being a busy body to now like listening to your thoughts, it's, it's quite uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So throughout COVID, I had a lot more time to reflect. This is where the mental toughness sessions really came into effect. And I'm, I'm so grateful that they did when they did, because mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be as receptive being like a busy body all the time and just always rushing from place to place. Um, well, I see your Instagram. You're a social person. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount yeah. of restaurants and oh, you try good food. That's just and the good... foodie. In yeah, me. yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm social okay, too. Yeah, I'm social too. But I like food a lot. People <laughs> and food. So <laughs> it goes well together. But uh, yeah, no, like I felt like uh, COVID initially was super uncomfortable. Um, but then I just, I chose to kind of have the mindset of like, okay, well, if I can't focus on personal training right now, what else can I focus on? Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind was like more of that reflection piece where, how can I be better? If you don't assess where you're at, how do you know where you can improve? You know what I mean? hundred percent. And you know, I'm guilty. Like I don't always take the time for it. So huge window, huge opportunity. That's when the mental toughness came in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it definitely really helped me just kind of take a step back and dissociate myself from everything I, I was doing and kind of ask myself like why I was doing it. And like, do I want to continue doing that mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to upkeep what my current lifestyle was because all, all of us got a chance to reset our calendar, right? Like, 100%. I mean, my calendar got wiped. And You're so like, I'm like, now what? we're not doing any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, capitalize on sleep was definitely a big one. And yeah, running was like, my cake (laughs) it was my cake yeah but um yeah that's that's how I got through a lot of those obstacles and I think um even just talking like more to people and like quality conversations Mm -hmm. I don't know about you but like with my friends I didn't see them as much with my family I didn't see them as much but when I had conversations with them super meaningful ones yeah because you really want to understand like what's going on yeah you want to enjoy the time that you have a hundred percent so way I, more gratitude yeah, yeah. towards like the little things. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so, and when it comes to like, so, so when it comes to like supplementation, yeah. what do you take? I don't, you don't nothing. No. Everything's through food. Everything's through food. Amazing. Yeah. I, it's just a personal preference. That's okay. Yeah. But, um, I've experimented with quite a few. Yeah. I mean, the furthest I went was like BCAs and whey protein. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, which are like super like basic basic and yeah you, don't you can even, call me basic it's all good i'm not gonna call you basic <laughs> i literally you call i wanted to call this a potion okay the only person would be called basics me okay so don't worry it's um what about vitamins no 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 vitamins eh all clear uh, yeah yeah you. i get routine blood checks and so forth but yeah 
Just I think that's really preference. important that a lot of people don't do is that routine blood check work in. and stuff like that and checking yeah. in. Check in yeah. for sure. So I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. So my so I'm so meticulous with like so it's uh tell us. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> so um Does it I, include Empress? <laughs> no, it doesn't, but it should. <laughs> um so for example, if I if I get a hint of me being sick. Oh, that's it. You're dosing. I'm going to like shop. I don't have time to be sick. <laughs> I'll take 2,000 uh, grams of... Uh, Probably milligrams. Milligrams. Yeah, milligrams. yeah. Sorry, not gram. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh that's a lot. <laughs> of um, vitamin C every two hours. Yeah. And then I take zinc. Awesome. And then I take uh, yeah, echinacea. And I take that every like two to three hours. Okay. If I'm feeling like a little like... Uh, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I can't afford this. <laughs> I gotta get better. Yeah. And I get, I don't know. I feel better after like two days. Awesome. So that's the only thing. And then um, I take, one of my friends owns uh, a supplement company and he owns something called Cellflow 6. Okay. So it helps with um, blood flow and with uh, uh, everything kind of working properly with your heart. And one of my th things that I've kind of learned the older I get is the most important muscle I kind of want to strengthen is my heart. So the stronger my heart is, the longer I live, hopefully. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. So I want to make sure everything is flowing properly through that, for my liver, for my kidney and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel like in vitamin D, I've definitely gotten a lot yeah. of, it's, well, I've gotten a lot of that. It, I feel like during this whole like pandemic, a lot of people didn't really go outside as much as they should have because they were afraid to. Yeah. Which, you know, their prerogative, right? Yeah, of course. But we needed to get as much sun as possible through that time. You know yeah. what I mean? So I definitely spent my fair share of time in the sun. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Running and stuff. Yeah, I got nice sunburn, you know, even in the winter. Like, you have to wear sunscreen because you what? don't realize you come back and you're like, crap. Of course, there's still some I don't run in the winter, so. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to that on another one. <laughs> That's not for me. That's not for me. I said the exact same thing. Yeah, what changed your mind? Just doing it. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah, so afraid really of slipping awesome. and tearing my ACL. That's it. Okay. That, yes, for sure. But Or like slipping the over cinder block matter. or something like yeah. that. But when it's like snowy and you're running through like, we always did forest trails and runs like that. So mm -hmm. that was always really nice. We ran up at Seneca College. So it was beautiful. Okay. So you um, have a good setting. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, you're a little blessed so, there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not very, everybody has Seneca no, College very, to run very, Yeah. Everyone has to run. But uh no, that was nice. If it was plowed, of course. But yeah, there was a few times we ran and it was usually packed snow. Like maybe we just got lucky for the season. But yeah. I, yeah, there wasn't as much ice and I felt pretty confident running. You got to have the right like shoes and stuff too. But That's fair. yeah, but we did it and it was awesome. And I, I think in the, the summer, like you generate so much heat, but in the winter you're generating heat, but you're, you're remaining cool because outside is cold. So if you're dressing mm -hmm. properly, like running outside in the winter actually just feels better. Yeah, I can see that. I, do, I don't know. I did it just last. I did. I did do it last winter. Yeah, I was not fond of it, but I did do it. I also liked it for the mentality side of things. Okay, fair enough. Because environment is a huge, or like weather is a 100%. huge excuse. Have you ever done an ice bath? Okay. Yes. And okay. In Whistler. What? <laughs> Scandinavian, gorgeous. Oh, the Nordic, God. they had the Nordic pools. That's a little different though. Yeah. There's a difference between but, like that <laughs> dumping a whole bunch of ice. There in isn't. It. It was well, how long have you been in there for? You were supposed to be in there for 15 seconds. I was, so the longest I've I, ice baths. Bath I don't know if I did that Is long. six minutes. Oh, okay. That's awful. long. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. It was, it sucked. <laughs> I literally, I think I, I, I sat in, I was like, 
A, B, C, D. Oh, Lord. For six minutes? I mean, no, no, I replayed replayed it. So, did you go Greek? No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And uh, so, I did the ice bath. Um, So, when when it comes to, uh, I want to ask you also. Yeah. So, for the next year, yeah. What are the big goals you have? Ooh, good one. I just finished off my reflection. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I uh, I definitely want to... What's big for Monica? Yeah, what's big for me? I would say top two. For sure, I want to just understand more like rehab conditions. So how to assess for injury mm-hmm. and, and prevention. I've always kind of been on the prevention side of things. But now I'm on the other side too, the rehab. And there's definitely purpose for both. But uh, I definitely want to immerse myself more so in injury for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw the big opportunity for that support and that meant that mental support and that physical support and just having a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, it really helped me pull through. Um, so I want to help other people do that for sure. But the other piece to it is that, that resilience. So working through more of that, like mental toughness, I want to eventually just kind of bridge bridge the gap between like physical and mental wellness and just kind of bring it in together because I think both of them go hand in hand. Um, so getting more education in that and being more like being able to counsel and so forth, that would be, or educate. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That'll be, yeah, that'll be a down the road thing. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely looked into that a lot further. That's not bad. Yeah. So uh, what are like three people that you kind of look for, for a little bit of inspiration, motivation right now? Definitely Brendan Fox. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mental toughness coach for sure. Um, for inspiration, you said more so for inspiration, mm-hmm. even just education wise, uh, my physiotherapist. So Marvin Benny, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, been a huge support for me. Um, and just understanding, you know, understanding the underlying factors of injury and all that stuff. Um, and the third person I would say is like my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You want to shout out to your best shout friend? Shout out right to now? my my best bud, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Izzy. <laughs> Izzy. That's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's going to be a good year for you. I How about so. you? The, I've got to pose it back. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. Next year. Um, it's going to be a big year. So, obviously, you know, like, I've been trying to get this gym open. Yes. Right? So, uh, that's a whole different podcast. Of course. Happened. Yeah, we'll save that So, we'll for come back date. with a different gin. <laughs> Perfect. Is there a pink one? Uh, No, we're going to get aviation. Okay. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. All right. Awesome. Um, So a lot of things happen with that. So this year or next year, I should say, uh, I will want to open the gym. Of course. Um, I want uh, to expand this podcast a little bit better. Yeah. So that. And honestly, I just want to be mm, just more proud of myself okay and a lot of things you know okay. what i mean and i think like i don't know about you but ever since i started journaling really like really really finally i've started understanding my capability and my potential okay. and me seeing that is super rewarding and that's why i try to kind Even of the progress is that what the you're pro- saying? Well, the, the progress 100 because yeah. it's it, and i try to show that to other people because it's sometimes again a lot of people want to pay, make like leaps and bounds when it comes to their life of course which is great and I, whoever can do that, I congratulate All the power to you. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, it's about baby steps. Right. And me seeing that and me seeing how much I've improved as a person, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, it, it excites me. Because, like, like, I truly think that 
I was put on this earth to be there for other people. I love that. And to serve others. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it my like what would make me happy on my deathbed is me looking back thinking I've given more than I've taken. And if I can truly like be honest with myself and think I've done that, then I, I can like die peacefully. And that's my goal for the rest of my life is to give more than to take. Amazing. First of all, I, you didn't even appreciate the kind of glasses I brought you. Okay. <laughs> so by the nice. way, shout out to Lucky Shot. Oh. All right. I don't have a discount code just yet, but I will. <laughs> God. Um, but these cups have uh, an actual bullet in them. I didn't notice. You didn't even wow. know. You've been Attention drinking and enjoying the potion. <laughs> so I just Slacking. want to point that out. Um, okay. Um, but uh, one thing I honestly wanted to ask you about is obviously we're going through second wave, third wave, whatever it may be. How many are we at now? I stopped counting after two. <laughs> um, but I think the most important thing is yeah. what do you have to say to people who are still afraid to go to the gym? And what advice would you give them to stay motivated? And what advice would you give them to maybe even push to go to a gym? It's a really solid question. A lot of different parts, but I would say the number one thing is, and I always promote this, even, even on my Instagram, it's always the same notion. It's like, whatever your version of movement is, just, just get it in. Mm. Um, I think a really powerful tool to stay active and whether that's walking for you, whether that's like, I don't know, a stair climb in your house, mm. maybe it's just being more attentive to how many steps you get in a day or, you know, I don't know, you're walking your dog, but you're not just doing the bare minimum. You're taking it up a little notch or you're running or you're weight training, whatever it is. Um, just do it consistently. And I know that's a hard thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I found one of the greatest tools, even just given this uh, group that I had, the running group that I had over Instagram, is just accountability partners. Whether it's your trainer, whether it's your friends, most people are on board with this stuff. Like everybody knows what they have to do. Mm -hmm. It's just about doing it. So I think if you can kind of get like a cheerleading squad, like get your family on board, if that's who you live with, mm -hmm. um, that would be a really powerful tool for you to just start taking action because a lot of people just don't want to let other people down. Yeah. Nobody wants right? to. Right. So, I mean, the right people don't want to right? let people down. <laughs> right. So like, I think that's a really good driving force. I like that. To stay motivated. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, keep like, it simple. Yeah, yeah. Keep it really simple. Yeah, it doesn't have to be no like fancy kettlebell workout or whatever it is. If you don't have equipment, just find a way to stay active. Just move. For your mind and body, right? It's not just for physique. Yeah, I, t I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um. Well, I appreciate you coming. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. For having me. I actually really like.